shout out to Chrissy Teigen, though, who is going on 365 days of sobriety today. It's, I think it's the word admirable how vulnerable she is with her like sobriety journey. She flat out just says like, there has been a lot of events in her life that she does not remember or like a lot of holidays that she just does not remember because she's been so drunk or whatever. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And she'll be like, there's probably been some like meetings or appointments. She doesn't remember a lot of award shows. She doesn't remember holidays with her family. Like how wasted is she? Yeah, I guess it was pretty bad. Shit. Well, good for her. 365 days. Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever thought about quitting drinking? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Only you guys can see her face. You <laughs> gave me that look like, the fuck? Are you crazy? <laughs> um, Only because, I mean, I don't think like I have a problem with alcohol. I don't think I have like an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And you're, you're laughing. Um, step one. <laughs> accepting you have a problem admitting um, oh is it admitting i guess an alcoholic would know but, um, <laughs> no but like i mean i i don't drink all the time i don't i've never been like oh my god i'm drinking so much i need to stop i feel it, I feel it. have you yeah a couple times uh, so i got i had two duis both in college mm-hmm and the first one i was like scared shitless so yeah first one happened around super bowl when the seahawks when we went to the super bowl mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the year that we won the first mm -hmm. one so um i get pulled over get a dui get out of jail just in time for the game to start oh, wow. and i'm like i'm like oh shit okay maybe i shouldn't drink because they're gonna test me so when you get a dui they'll do random alcohol tests Mm -hmm. they'll just call you whenever to pull you in so mm -hmm. i was like you know of course they're gonna test me so i didn't drink during the game next day they did test me okay and then i go back home i think there's like a spring break or something yeah are, so you, in, are you in seattle or are you i was oh school? sorry so i was in school uh oh, went okay. to Pazu over in pullman so i come back for spring break and all my friends drink right so i think it was my boy oscar he goes he goes, come on, take a shot with us. I'm like, bro, I, I can't, like, I can't do it. Did you I'm tell like, them why you couldn't? Oh, yeah, everybody knew I got a DUI. Oh, okay. And so I was like, I can't do it, man. I think they're going to test me. And mm -hmm. so I think this is maybe two or three weeks since I got pulled over for the DUI. Okay. And when I'm when I was in Seattle and they're trying to offer me a shot, I didn't take it. I started to shake. Like, I had the shakes. Like withdrawal? Um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like as severe as you may think, but like, I could just feel myself kind of trembling, you know? And so Damn. the next day I got sick. Um, and I was like, fuck, I'm addicted. I don't know. I want to say it's because I didn't have my drugs. I was like, from being sober. <laughs> and so, so anyways, yeah. First UI, I didn't drink. Um, I kind of got over it. Second DUI, I was like, fuck that. I'm just still going to drink, but there was one time we decided to go to a liquor store. This is in college again. We decided to go to a liquor store. A liquor store is about five minutes away from our apartment. Okay. And we all got about two to three uh, half gallons each. We're throwing a big ass party. There's about like eight of us. Right. And this is still like a BYOB party. Like bring your own bottle. Right. Okay. So 
before we left the liquor store, I'm like, why don't we just get airplane shots so that we could drink on the way back home? And so we all bought airplane shots. Oh I was like, that's a great fucking idea. That's a so terrible idea. <laughs> so we get in the car. I have all these, bo- I'm in the back seat. I have all this alcohol on my lap, right? I'm taking a picture, posted it. And I was like, why the fuck did we buy airplane shots? We're almost home. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have just drank the bottles we had. And yeah, as I'm opening it, I'm like, do I have a problem? Mm-hmm. Is, is it me? Or is this college? Is mm-hmm. it the people that are around me? Or what? And like, I'm just questioning everything. And then, and then after that day, I was like, I think I have a problem. Mm. I really do think I have a problem. And like, I even, I kind of joke around about it, like saying that I'm alcohol, um, I'm an alcoholic, but like, I think of all disorders of being on a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't need it to function. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the taste of whiskey. I like the taste of um, scotch. Okay. And I, I do like the flavors when you, when they make certain drinks. So that's where I'm at. I don't need a drink when I go out. Do I like it? Would I like a drink? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're not dependent on it. Yeah, definitely not. I'm at the very bottom of the totem pole when it comes to being an alcoholic. So on the spectrum, you're like low alcoholic. Yeah. Low addictive. Yeah. I think I'm like right below you. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, Miss, let me. <laughs> On the spectrum of that, I'm like not even on the spectrum. How much time in between DUIs for you? About eight months. Oh, so that is so short. So I was like, your cast. Oh, oh, you haven't seen this? No, I haven't seen (laughs) your cast yet. Yeah, it's bro over one finger. Yeah, that's serious. I'm sorry. So it's um, it's coming off tomorrow though. Okay. Sorry, but, I was okay. distracted. Okay. <laughs> so you said eight months between DUIs. Yeah, eight months between DUIs, eight or nine Damn. months, because I was on probation for a while and I was about, I think, two weeks away from getting off of probation. Mm. Once I was off probation, I'm clear. Wow. I don't have to do shit. So yeah. I thought it would be a dope idea to have a pre-party to the actual party of celebrating <sighs> me getting out of DUI. Right. So everyone like everyone was on board. Everyone's like, this is a brilliant fucking idea. So terrible idea. So the pre-party is that's when we bought all the fucking alcohol. Well, everyone's like, yeah, this is a dope pre-party. And then um, we we filled up the whole apartment complex, every floor, every apartment on each floor. Mm -hmm. And I made a really dumb decision to leave for really stupid reasons. And I told people, I was like, I told them, I was like, yo, I'll be right back. All I need is like 10, 15 minutes. I'll be right back. That 10 to 15 minutes turned into two days over the weekend. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. All right. It was an expensive lesson. Don't drink and drive, kids. Don't drink. Don't drink at all. Yeah, what he said. Okay, we haven't had a DUI since, so that's nope. good. Thank God. Do you think it was just like the college environment then for you at least? Or no, not at all. I got I got pulled over a few times in Seattle. Mm. Got let go. Mm. It's I mean, I'm kind of glad it happened while I was in college because if it happened here, it'd probably be a lot worse. Uh, because I have friends where their situation is like 10 years. Damn. Seven to ten years where they're on probation, they can't get certain jobs, and like me. Um, I actually got lucky because I was able to get out of uh, 
no, I wasn't able to get out of it, but I was able to transfer over some of my counseling sessions and the counselor I had, she knew like, I was so busy with work and everything else going on. She was like, just show up when you can, do whatever you can. And wow. we'll get you out of here. So wow. I was definitely thankful for that. Yeah. You sound pretty lucky. Definitely. Definitely. But um, yeah, I definitely learned my lesson slowing down on drinking now, which is good. I think me and uh, me and some of my friends actually are trying to reduce the amount of alcohol we're taking in. I told myself that I'm only having two drinks every time we're just chilling at the house. If we're going now, it's a totally different situation. But okay. if it's mm-hmm. if we're really just uh, if we're like really if you're just at the house, like, staying at the house indoors, yeah, two drinks or yeah. two shots. A shot um, is a drink. I'm not doing shots. I'm not doing oh. shots because it's going to go by too quick. And I'm just going to be like, <laughs> what the fuck? I need something else. Uh-huh. And I, I think that I have to figure out when I say two drinks, how big are the cups and how many shots are we mixing into one drink? So got to yeah. figure that out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this sounds fairly new then. This pact uh, you've made with yourself. I think about a week or two weeks ago. Well, I wish you luck. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really worried about it. I don't really drink that much anyway, so. Okay, okay. Anymore. We. Oh, I better yeah. not get a call from you talking about, hey, I'm, <laughs> it's already 12. I'm kind of lit. I no. Decided to, I decided to drink these Trulies I found in my fridge. <laughs> what, no, what are you talking about? Not I, not I. Mm. No, I haven't been drinking a lot lately. And like, even if I do, it's just hard seltzer. And like, I don't even finish one. I, I really don't need to, but. That might change when I'm in Seattle. (laughs) Probably, probably. A little different when I'm in Seattle. Speaking of, we are coming up on like, what's today? Almost five five weeks out from moving. Are you excited? Yes and no. I go back and forth about feeling like really happy to be back closer to family and friends. And then the other part of me knows that like we are leaving a good thing here like we have a pretty good setup and I'm very fortunate why are you making that face I don't I don't know you don't understand it you don't see it what's so good about the setup yeah I don't this is a really good place to raise a family and I just have some things here that like the city doesn't have or like I wouldn't feel it's just it's not the same it's not the same I listen, let me say like, I feel safer going out with my kids here alone. And again, you're laughing. That's, that's no, I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I, you know, I get it. It's like just even funny something because- as simple as that, like me feeling safe to bring my kids out or like to go out with my kids. I feel a lot safer here than I would in Seattle. That's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, just because you're in like a red part of the state. Sure. I know I felt the same way when I moved to West Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When I moved to West Seattle, I was like, "Yo, let me go to Safeway real quick." It's like twelve o'clock. It's midnight, right? Uh huh. And I walk up the street. I'm like, "Yo, this feels good." Like, I can walk to the grocery store at midnight mm-hmm. and not worry. But you didn't feel like you could do that in your neighborhood in South Seattle. What kind of question? Really? <laughs> No, well, no, I'm just asking you for are clarification. You, are you question? Is that a legitimate I'm, question? I'm asking you for clarification. Just because like you are in the same city, granted you are in a different part of the city. I'm just 
clarifying for those listening who do not understand what you mean. I don't think you need to even clarify. You could just agree (laughs) that it's not, you know, you would not want to walk around, walk towards the Rainier Beach Safeway or the Othello Safeway at midnight. (laughs) I'm shaking my head. You guys can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. No, I don't think I would even want to like in the middle of the day. And like, that's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't go to those, those stores um, with my kids. And what's crazy is that like, you know, we're fairly new to this area. And especially in an unfamiliar area, you think you would feel like more unsafe because you don't know, right? Mm. Uh, Do you, do you agree? I don't know if you agree. Okay. But anyways, at least for me, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm unfamiliar. I don't know if I want to visit this place with my kids, like for the first time. But here, like I'm forced to, I have no other choice. And I did it for two years and it ended up being perfectly fine. And it was good. There's no traffic here. The weather is great. There's not a lot of people. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's nice. And every time I go back to Seattle, my quality of life. Okay. I'm not going to say that anymore because I'm moving back. Oh no, it's just different. To answer your question, I am happy. It's a little bittersweet to leave here. Okay. But it'll be good. I think it's just going to be like a shock because I feel like Seattle has changed a lot in the past two years too. Would you say? Traffic. Just traffic? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I don't know anything else to be different. It's, I mean, think about it. We've been in, we've been in a pandemic for like two years, right? So what really changed? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully you feel welcome when you come back home. Maybe not. Who knows? I guess we'll see. It was like, I was talking to my husband last night and I was like, thank you for the opportunity for like, just, yeah, for giving me this opportunity, like a stay at home mom Uh and uh, like the life here. Cause it ended up being like a blessing in disguise. Cause I did not want to move out here. Two and a half years ago, when I found out he had a job or like was relocating for a job or was going to accept a job, I was like, hell no. But like, it all turned out good in the end. That's good. Well, now you got people to visit if you ever want to go back to Mm Tri-Cities. Sure. What else is going on with you lately? Really? Not much. I mean, the broken hand, dealing with that. I was going to say anything else been broken except for your hand. But I wouldn't go. My, my I wouldn't, heart. I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but maybe you would. I know you've been going through some things, dealing with a broken heart over there. My heart has been pierced. Mm-hmm. And it's bleeding. What is? What's that song by Leona Lewis? Yes, bleeding love. <laughs> is it bleeding love? It's like I wouldn't call it love, but yeah, nah, it's it's bleeding. It's bleeding. So what's what's going on? Oh, it? Yeah, I recently figured out that I'm ready to start dating again. I think that's been like a mind blown. That's been a crazy uh, revelation for myself the past couple of weeks. It really has been because for the past like two and a half years, you've been pretty. What's the word? Single. You've been pretty single. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> single. that's the word. That's the no, word. Um, no, but pretty adamant about this, like, no, you're not ready for a relationship. Yep. You're not, you know, it's like not an ideal time in your life. You're focusing on your projects and 
all these things and you're like nope not at all ask your friends ask whoever like Dante is not ready mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. bam out of nowhere, nowhere. jinx you owe me a soda <laughs> out of nowhere like what three weeks ago or so yeah you're like I'm ready to start dating and I was like just pew. it's like a oh. like a switch yeah who are you I don't I don't know is what I was thinking literally I'm like who who is this guy because that's this exactly guy, what I that's exactly what I thought I'm still thinking it. you're unrecognizable oh which I mean it's not it's a crazy bad thing. like it's crazy because I have these switches though we're like I know I'm ready to date whatever it happens if it doesn't go well then I just flip the switch I'm ready to not date uh-huh like, I just do my thing and that's it interesting yeah it's is not really the- an in-between well, I was going to say, how can you be ready and then not like you're going to dip your toes for a little bit, see how the waters is, see how the waters is. See how the waters <laughs> is. Well, yeah, are, you, are you like preparing to move back to like to the south end or towards the south end? <laughs> but like, you're going to like test waters, see how it is. And then if it's like not what you think it is, you're going to backtrack or like retreat a little bit like, no, never know. mind. I'm not ready. <laughs> no, I, I think deep down, I've always been ready for a relationship I've just like restricted myself from what what I want you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know there's time, or I restricted myself from what what I'm willing to do or like how much I'm willing to put out because um, mm-hmm. I didn't want any distractions you know and that's happened yeah. a few times there was actually one girl a couple of years ago so a little bit of backstory I, I just got out of a long-term relationship <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe five years somewhere around there close to five maybe a five-year relationship that's pretty long yeah that's pretty long so i just get out of that and then i was like you know i'm chilling i don't really want to focus on anything then i meet this girl and i'm like oh shit she's dope mm-hmm. try dating uh, a few weeks in i'm like yeah i'm ready to lock it down mm-hmm. like, this is it i'm good a couple weeks in i noticed that there were a couple things that were like red flags to me mm-hmm. and so like i never really hop the fence to be like yo let's make this official mm-hmm. keep you in mind like they're getting ready yeah i mean there was a lot of other stuff other factors mm-hmm. and things that did happen in between that really like that really caused me to hesitate but yeah i never really committed and like that was a that was really a thing where she even brought it up like she's like you never oh no so that really was a problem where she wrote a card I don't know why she wrote a card. I don't even know what this was for. I think a gift came with it. And we only talked for a couple months, like probably like four or five months, but she wrote a card and she's like, oh, this is, this has been a great whatever month of knowing each other. And the of knowing each other was in quotation marks. Right. So it's pretty much her saying like, what do we, what are we calling us? You know what I mean? Without saying it. And I was like, fuck, this is, I really got to like figure out what we're going to do. And um, I'm still contemplating whether I really want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. with her or not. Mm-hmm. And then that went south. That went Damn. down really quick. And Damn. then after that, I just kind of just jumped out of the whole mentality of wanting to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then here I am. And then now you're ready. Ready. Again. Ready. Okay. Ready? Talk to a couple people after that short stint. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then there is one person that made me realize I'm ready. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was so as a particular person. Mm, yeah, I would say so. Okay. Cause I was gonna ask, like, what happened from two years ago and being so adamant about no, I'm not ready today. I'm not ready to be a relationship because I I have my things I need to focus on before I can focus on someone else or like get involved with someone else. Like what happened from that to now? So because you still haven't, and I'm not like dogging you or anything, but like you still haven't like completed your goals or like reached the end of your projects, you know? Yeah. But you still have that to focus on, but you're willing to get involved with someone now. Well, yeah. So I really only have one goal in particular that needs to be finished before 2024. All the other goals, like that stuff's going to get done along the way, right? Uh one in particular and I realized that even when this project is done Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be busy as fuck yeah like once once the facility's set up I'm still going to be busy as hell and if I can't manage my time while pre-planning yeah I might not be able to manage my time while running the facility so you know the last girl I was talking to we were talking for about a year and we we'll call her Hawaii okay Okay. so I was talking to her for about a year and you know she was the one I was telling you know I'm not ready for a relationship and you know at the very beginning I think she was kind of like she kind of understood where my mindset was at but along the way she would still ask me like oh so like you you must know I have feelings for you or she would tell me you must know I have feelings for you I'm like yeah Mm-hmm. She asked me if I had feelings for her. She asked me, where's my mind at? And for me, I think I was still in that mindset where, you know, Dante, you really need to make sure you get your shit in order if you're going to try to be present for the next girl. Mm-hmm. And the worry really came from a previous relationship where at some point I got really checked out. I re- I was checked out because I was really focused on my career goals. Mm-hmm because I felt like I wasn't getting support from my other half. So I was just like, yo, let me, at that point, which was years ago, I was like, let me keep focusing on my career because this relationship is is a distraction, right? And that mindset just stuck with me all the way until now. And I just needed to make sure that no one was distracting me from getting to where I want to be. And so while we were talking, uh, me and Hawaii, while we were talking, like she was extremely supportive of like what I was doing. She's always trying to motivate me, cheer me up, says the right things when things are going, mm-hmm. going south. And like, I was like, she's really, she's dope as shit. You know, at some point I started thinking like, you know, maybe I could actually have a relationship with her. I never told yeah. her this. Okay. I never told her any of this. Oh, gosh. Um, but along the way, like I'm constantly thinking about, I'm constantly thinking about how much I really like this girl Mm -hmm. and whether or not we're compatible enough to where like I can balance out my lifestyle, get to where I want to be. It doesn't uh, interfere with what she, it doesn't interfere with what she's trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And we're able to coincide and kind of meet in the middle and just have a well-balanced life. Right. Yeah. And I think you even asked me at some point, like whether I like her or not, Mm -hmm. um, but 
I was so stubborn that I couldn't tell her what was going on in my head as far as me thinking like whether I can make this work or not, mm-hmm. whether we can get into an actual relationship or not, mm-hmm. because I didn't want there to be any doubt or actually, no, I didn't even want to disappoint her if I told her like, this is what's going on. This is what's going on in my head. Like, I really think we can make this work out. Let's try. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. if it didn't work out, then I feel like I, I wasn't able to be there for her the way that she needed. And that would disappoint me. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't know. It was weird. For I think some- I was just in my head too much. Maybe possibly. So for someone like myself who has never been in the dating scene, really, because I got with my husband when I was like 12, 13 years old, I have like no idea about dating. Okay. When do you like, how do you know, if you know, when is the time to like have the talk with someone you're talking to? The talk of like, what are we like? Do you have, I don't know. Tell me about the talk. That's rough. <laughs> is is rough. I think it's rough coming from like a guy's point of view. Only because I feel like women are more likely to ask for that. Mm-hmm. You know, ask mm-hmm. like, where are we where are we going with this? And it seems like she tried to. Oh, from yeah. what you said earlier. Oh, it seems yeah. like she tried to. And so, but you weren't willing to. And so what you're saying is women are more likely to want to have the talk than guys are. Yeah. Well, let's rephrase that. I was willing to, but I was just not willing to open up about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the talk, like for me, so when I know that when I was ready to date, so when I got out of that long-term relationship, that five-year one, and then Mm -hmm. I met the next girl, the -hmm. next girl, we'll call her imposter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that <laughs> motherfucker was wild, bro. So <laughs> that shows crazy. So when I met her, like I, so I met her on a dating app. Okay. And when I met her, I deleted my shit. Like I was like, cool. I, I know that I'm ready to date. Um, what dating app, if you don't mind me asking? Bumble. Okay. Yeah, I think it was on Bumble. So yeah, so we met, thought she was dope. I deleted my dating app. I told her, I said, I'm deleting my app I just want to focus on you I don't really want to have any other, have any other distractions mm-hmm. I told her I said you can do whatever you want I don't care if you keep your apps because I know what I, I know what I'm trying to do to him so for me I've never had to ask where are we at like it's always been the other way around where like I'm kind of just doing my own shit I go for a couple months and it's like yo what are we doing uh-huh you know? but for me I'm I'm willing to be open about it and say, Hey, like, I'm really just focusing on you, you know? And with that girl, with the imposter, like I did it really, really quick. And so I think there's, I think when you know, you know, it's not, I guess pretty cliche, but if you already know that you're ready to be in a relationship or if you already know what you're looking for, there's Mm -hmm. no point in just wasting time. And I think it also does depend on what age, you oh. are, and like what you're like what do you expect or where do you expect to be in life if you if you have that planned out because mm-hmm. for me being in my 30s I'm like I'm like I don't really have time to waste I don't want to fuck around with someone else's time so 
whenever I meet someone, if I, if I go on, if I'm going on a date with someone, I'm like, Hey, like, this is where I'm at. I know what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Um, I mean, this isn't going to be like first date conversation, but I'm not going to wait mm-hmm. down the road to say, yo, like, mm-hmm. let's figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, I feel like people in the thirties are definitely like more selective in particular Yeah, with who they want to pursue. Definitely. Because of so many factors. Age like, being, well, age being one of them. And like, if they feel pressured to being in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, if they do have a timeline or timeline of like getting married or having kids, and then also just like our circles get smaller, like the yeah. dating pool gets smaller. And like you said, you, you know yourself more, hopefully in your thirties, you have more dating experience. You know what you want out of a relationship and out of a partner. And I mean, I, I would assume that a lot of people don't want to waste their time. I could be wrong though. Yeah, I would think so. Cause the past few years have been interesting. So like after the imposter, there was a teacher and a teacher. I like all these nicknames you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after the imposter, there was a teacher. So this is still within like a one year span, right? So the teacher. I want to say maybe after two months in, she was like, Dante, when are you ready? When are you, when are you ready? When are you ready? <laughs> when are you ready to like, let someone take care of you? I was like, whoa, chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. And I think it was around that time. Maybe and that threw you off? A little bit because I don't really, like my mindset at that point was like, yo, I need to make sure I'm set both mentally and financially. Yeah. Uh, to make sure that I can support. But uh, as weeks went on, after she made that statement, she even said, you know, Dante, like, I'm, I don't have any baggage. I got, you know, I got my own place. I got enough money to pay for my own damn wedding. I have enough money to buy my own house. I, I can do whatever. Uh-huh. Whatever. Like, what are you trying to do? Dang. And that, that was like, that kind of freaked me out not that I felt as if I wasn't ready I just felt like I was being pressed mm. really hard to make a decision mm. at that moment mm-hmm. but I wasn't in the right headspace to be like yeah let's go ahead and try this out you know so so to answer your question I don't even know if it was a question but I do think that most people are around our age are really trying to like settle down and get their shit together yeah wonder why like where's the pressure coming from what pressure we talking about the pressure to settle down the pressure to be in a relationship I mean I'll go out there and say I just feel like it's a lot of pressure from society and oh you're talking about in general like I'm talking about in general okay I'm like what are you talking about um because for me growing up and personally like I don't even know where this came from but personally for me I always had this thought in my head where like I want to get married in like mid to late 20s and I want to have my first kid by 28 or something like that Mm -hmm. again I I have no idea where, where that came from maybe that was just like engraved in my head like since I was a little girl or you know growing up or something and I just didn't even know but like that's what ended up happening for me Mm -hmm. 
you know, I got, I think I got married at 26 or like 27. And then I had my first kid at 28, Mm -hmm. I think somewhere around there. It was like pretty close to like my expected timeline for myself. Yeah. But now that I'm older and I think about these timelines, I kind of think of how silly, how silly these timelines are that we have on ourselves. Like if I was single, I would hate to feel pressured. And I mean, it's hard to say what I would do if I was single, but hopefully I wouldn't succumb to that, this like society, societal norm pressure. Mm -hmm. I think that I personally think it's okay to have timelines, but you need to tread lightly when it comes to these timelines, because things are always going to change. Right. Mm -hmm. And things like what? Well, just anything in life. You know, I feel like a lot of people are going to set a timeline career-wise. A lot of people are going to set a timeline with traveling, like even just traveling. Like you want to go to certain places by the time you reach whatever. If it doesn't happen, you're not going to, you're not going to cut your head off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a lot of pressure when it does come to relationships or building a family. And I think that if something doesn't go your way, it, it is okay. Because I did have a timeline for myself, but that was like when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. I was like you know I want to be married by 25 have a kid by 26 Mm. because at that point I was like yo I'll be done with college and I I wonder where that comes from yeah I have no idea (laughs) because to me like 26 is still such a young age like 27 like it's still such a young age but when you're in high school you know you watch these reality shows and it says like I don't know Lisa age 26 is a graphic designer and when you're in high school you're like damn 26 like that seems really old and damn they have like some grown-up job they must have their shit together you know and then when you're like 26 you're like wait I'm still so young I don't know I'm like why did these people on tv seem so much older than they are does that make sense yeah I don't know I never paid attention (laughs) to any of the ages on the reality tv shows and now when I watch him I'm like she's 24 she's hella young well the only thing I really paid attention to was how college would be like in sitcoms so like boy meets world saved by the bell Mm -hmm. fresh prince of bell ever when they all went to college I was like yo this is what the fuck college is supposed to be like Mm -hmm. okay okay cool but I never really got any type of impression on what my romantic life should be like okay from any of these shows but i i just thought of like oh okay well this should be a good age this is what this is when i could just like settle down you know but mm-hmm. going through it they mm-hmm. get like going through your 20s i'm like yo this is a time while i was fucking kicking it mm-hmm. and not saying that you have to experience that but i mean i wouldn't trade it if i look back on it i wouldn't trade it for a family at that point uh-huh you're young you're having fun still yeah but so as far as the pressure, though, I do think that like getting a little bit more specific about the pressure, I do think that other than family, uh, your friends or your environment that you reside in is actually like the biggest, um, has the biggest impact. One thing that I noticed was that when I started dating the girl, the long-term relationship, when I dated her right after college, mm-hmm. all of her friends were married and had kids mm. they were all from chief self high school okay and a lot of people 
from Chief South were married and had kids and they all still lived in the same neighborhood. Mm. And then I'm looking at my friends, like none of us had kids. Mm-hmm. No one was married and we're all still kicking it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind she, of just how it was. She was a couple years older than you, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, well, technically a year and a half. Like, I don't know. Oh, two. okay. I don't know why but I thought it was. She like was like one, she was one grade older. She oh, graduated okay. a year earlier than us. Okay. Uh, but I think she got married right out of high school, a couple years out of high school. I don't know. Okay. Um, but that's just kind of what the norm was for them. You oh, know? interesting. Because as of right now, my close friends, some of the friends I grew up with, Mm-hmm. I only have three friends that have kids. Like, and I'm talking about friends you've been in contact with. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Actually, I lied. I got four or five that I keep in contact with that have kids. Mm-hmm. But that's probably about 10%. Mm-hmm. The people that that's have not a lot. And when I think about that number, it's like for your age, and we're like approaching our mid 30s. God, I, I hate to say that. Are we approaching our mid 30s? No, I'm approaching 34. I'm good. Okay. All right. I, and I'm younger than you. <laughs> Just to put that on the record, I'm younger than you. So no, but like same here. Like I don't have a lot of friends that have kids and I'm like, is that like a generation thing? Cause I know, well, I don't, at least from millennials, I think they're pushing like having kids, they're pushing that out more right yep. on their timeline. So maybe something's changing, but I feel like the one thing, like if I was single thing, I would feel most pressure from is I want to be able to enjoy my kids while I'm still like fairly young myself, mm-hmm. meaning I, I don't want to be like an older parent. Yeah. And that's just like personal choice. I know other people are fine with that, you know, pushing, like being an older mom or something, I don't know, for whatever circumstance. And that's fine. But personally for me, that, that would be like the one thing I, I would feel pressure from. <laughs> no, I get I get what you're saying. I know a lot of people they don't want to be an old parent, and I'm the same way. But I mean, like your oldest is what five? Yeah. Yeah. So he's five, and um, you know, I'm having friends that where their kids are just breaking two, you know, mm. two or three, and and I have a lot of friends that I mean don't have kids. So yeah, yeah. yeah you know, when people say they don't want to be old, it just makes me wonder, like, fuck, do you plan on dying at forty? But but yeah, I know what I hear a lot from other people is that they want to be able to travel. Yeah. They don't have kids. And, and you know what I say to that is like, I'm, I can't wait until my kids grow a little older so that I can, they can travel with us or I can, you know, whatever we can travel together as a family uh-huh. or they're old enough. And maybe when they do turn 18, like then me and my husband, husband can like resume traveling again, like internationally or like by yeah. ourselves. Well, that's one thing I don't understand when people are like, uh, it's going to, it's going to interfere with my traveling schedule. I mean, like, unless you have a legitimate traveling schedule, mm-hmm. is it really going to? And I see the opinion, concern. you can really just postpone it. Like, I, I, I do see the concern. I do think it's more of like the fear of having a kid and taking, and that kid taking away a lot of the stuff that you find joy in. Right now. And now for me, I think that just using traveling as the example. Yeah. With me being in my thirties, me traveling now and me traveling in my forties is not going to make a big difference. I think I'm still going to be able to do the same thing. Still going to want to do the same things, 
Mm-hmm. And even if I have kids, like, I don't think it would be hard to bring them to travel, which is tough to say because I don't have kids. Yeah. But, but. You can't say anything. But my long-term relationship. Yeah. She had two kids. Uh-huh. And I mean, this isn't a big trip. We did travel to California with them. Uh-huh. And you did it. You survived. I, I don't, I didn't see a problem. Uh-huh. I think it's different for everyone, you know, to that, I'm just going to say like every child is different. You never know what you're going to get. And actually, so. Because what did you say earlier? Hold on. Earlier today, I just asked you, can you babysit my kids? I was like, hell no. No, with the way they were acting in the restaurant. (laughs) Y'all tripping. (laughs) But when I'm talking about traveling with the two kids, um, we did go to Disneyland. Uh Uh-huh. Like. You Which know, I'm, I'm a kid at heart, so like running around with them, I don't mind uh-huh. taking them on on rides. I don't care; it's fun to me. Sure. That's fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. But not to everyone. Yeah, but it's what's weird is like I didn't, I don't enjoy taking them to the park. Like I have a short fuse with that because you don't enjoy the park or what? Well, <laughs> well, just because I'm sitting there and just watching them. Okay. for a long and, time and you can't go on the slide yourself i can't go on the it's slide a, when there's, it's not a disney ride when there's a ton of other kids i can't go on the ride on, on the ride I, I can't go on the slide of the monkey bars with them okay but i guess yeah i just don't have as much <clears throat> patience with that well first off props to you guys for taking the kids to disneyland because i know for some parents like that's a pretty big feat i was sitting in the dentist chair not too long ago and the dentist was talking about how he was going to take his two kids, but they were going to go to Silverwood first as kind of a trial or like, yeah, a trial before they go to Disneyland. They wanted to see if it would be worth it. And and I was like, oh, we just took my kids, you know, to Disneyland and it was fine. But again, all kids are different. That's all I'm going to say. Some are more challenging than others. But I want to go back to a point you made about how some people think that like having something about having kids is like going to take some joys away in life or something. And your, your main example was travel. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because just the other day I was thinking about how there are a couple things that I want to try in life that I don't know that I would anymore because I have children. Like, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking of two things. The first and foremost one would be jumping out of an airplane you know what's so funny that i was gonna say skydiving and i know for damn sure you probably wouldn't do it but go ahead next one so i'm like (laughs) i would have like without kids i would have but now Uh, that i have kids i wouldn't and then the other one i mean it's just something it's something like it's along those levels of like bungee jumping or i cannot picture you wanting to do this but go ahead first off i'd rather skydive than bungee jump okay oh hell yeah Okay, because okay. <laughs> I feel like other people are the other way around. They're like, no, I'd rather bungee jump than skydive. But um, uh, like, I crazy. wouldn't do those anymore with now that I have children. Is it because of the fear of like, if something does happen, then yeah, then they need exactly. Yeah, okay. And it's like, well, that's why you just jump and Dexter stays on the ground. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true, but I don't know. I don't like. I don't know. I don't want to put my kids in that position. But like before kids, I totally would have. And so that's like the what like a couple instances I can think of. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like having kids 
like, I mean, I'm still going to travel and I, we have been traveling, you know, it's hard. It's definitely hard because when you travel with kids, it's like not that much of vacation. You're just like parenting in a new destination. <laughs> okay. It's just like a little bit more challenging because you're not in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So you mentioned before you were in a long-term relationship with a woman who had two kids of her own. Mm-hmm. And we also talked about earlier, like the dating pool getting a little smaller. You also mentioned like, (laughs) like people in their thirties, they are having families, they have kids, some are, some like some are getting divorced. And so in that dating pool, like some people come with baggage. So does that mean essentially you are okay with dating a woman who has children because I can only imagine I mean like yeah the dating pool is getting smaller don't you think I don't think so oh you don't I'm I'm not on the same page with that just because I mean you could date younger older I mean really maybe I just feel that way it's getting smaller in the sense that there are less women that are capable of having kids Mm. Right. Because we're all getting older. If you're going to go up a little bit higher, you know, you have to you're limited to like what age range you could go with. Yes. Um, but, you know, I'm not opposed to dating someone that has kids, but I throughout the years, um, I think I've set certain precautionary like red flags when it comes to dating someone that has kids. Right. So start off like. I personally don't think it's baggage. I don't like, especially if the woman has her shit together. The true baggage to me is who's who else is tied to the kids. Mm. How is the family tied into it? Like, I don't think the family's the baggage, but you know, I've been in situations where you're being compared to the person that has the that's the father of the kids. Mm-hmm. It's really a matter of like, do you have your own shit together? Can you handle it yourself? Yeah. You know, um, or like, do you hold yourself well? Are you in a good, like, are you in a good position to get in a relationship? For sure. There are, I mean, I know a lot of men that are like, nah, I wouldn't date someone that has kids Mm. for that. And for the main reason being that they want to have kids of their own, you know, they don't want to take care of someone else's kids. Mm. And me personally, the main reason why I don't have a problem with dating someone that has kids is because if I think that's an issue, that means that I would have had an issue of someone dating my mom. Right. Mm. So that would mean my mom would have to be single for the rest of her life. Mm. So, and to me, that's not, I don't think that's acceptable. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless she wants that. But I do feel like everyone deserves to be with someone if they want to be with someone. And mm-hmm. I think it's unfair for me to say like, no, it's, it's not right. What I hear is that a lot of men have problems with it seems like they have problems with other guys dating some of the have kids. So they tend to project their own insecurities on someone else. And it's okay if you feel like it's not right for you to date someone with, uh, date someone that has kids, but to question why someone else would, shouldn't be mm-hmm. any concern. Cause I've ran into that where people are like, why would you want to do that? You know, it's not your responsibility. These aren't yours, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, it's not affecting you so why does it matter yeah you know Mm -hmm. I agree but so 
if someone has kids, if I run into someone that does have kids, you know, I'm definitely going to look into baby daddy, like mm-hmm. issue, what happened in their past relationship. Mm-hmm. They, does he still cause drama? Does he still try like negatively impact you? Mm-hmm. That has, ooh, boy, that has been a huge problem. Mm. A huge problem. And because well, you want to make sure that like, if you do take it further with this person that it's you like they're still able to co-parent and it's like not an issue if you do become more in the picture and involved with his kids and you know so forth for sure so I think that's like that's completely valid yeah for sure the what I mentioned earlier where I was saying that you know I think it's really important that the woman she like has her shit together emotionally Mm -hmm. like the financial part I don't really like it's not that big of a deal I mean of course you don't want to be broke but but the the mental side of things is really really important and just making sure that you're on the physical side as well like where you're established where you have like a good schedule a good regimen going on you feel it seems like you're really holding down the fort you know mm-hmm. and there's not too much chaos which that, i know it's tough especially being a single mother it's but a lot it's a lot to ask for oh definitely but the reason why i say that is because Branded divorcees, branded single mothers, like I've seen the spectrum where like some of them are like, yo, I got this. I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this on these days because I got schedules with my kids on these days or like some other people are just, they just can't handle it at all. Like being a single mom is so stressful, which again, it is. Yeah. But I, like I said, I have run into people that just have their shit together. They just have their shit together. Wow. Shout out to the single moms that have their shit together. It's like I'm playing shout, shout out to all the single moms. To all the single moms. To all the single moms. Jesus. That's a joke. Just kidding. We love you all. Oh my gosh. So, how else would you say dating in your 30s is compared to dating in your 20s? Can I just say dating seems really scary? And I feel for all the single people out there who have to date. <laughs> I, don't think you'll, I don't think you'll ever understand what it's like dating in your 30s no like this, i know this I day and age this day and age with the amount of opportunities that are out there yeah like it is ridiculous are you talking I, about like dating apps and like all the um all the different venues of like meeting people all the different venues of meeting people mm-hmm. uh, or different avenues of meeting people yeah um yes yeah and and also like also when you take into account media and how people portray their lifestyles yeah and how people become financially set through social media definitely impacts how you interact with each other Mm. right it's it seems scary tricky so it's you know it's definitely different than dating in your 20s if i were to break it down you know the the main thing is that when I was in my twenties, I wasn't really focused on establishing anything with someone, you know, mm-hmm. if it happened, it happened, but I got that infamous question, like, what are we now? Or what are we? Where yeah. Are we yeah, yeah. yeah. Which when I was dating. Okay. And like I said, I got with my husband when I was 12 or 13. And back in the day, it was like, if you like someone and they like you, you just became like boyfriend and girlfriend with them, you know, <laughs> you know, you check, were... the, you check the yes box. <laughs> exactly. And you're not thinking, you're not looking for like a potential life partner, like you might be in your thirties. And so it's funny, it's like easier to date in your twenties because 
one, you meet a lot of, I think you meet a lot more people at school. You meet a lot of people and then maybe like your different jobs and maybe you're one of more social events when you're younger, you know, and then like in your thirties, you might be going to school. You're not meeting as much people, I think. And uh, everyone's just like in a different place in their life. Also keep in mind though, just because you're in your twenties doesn't mean that everybody's in school. Sure. There are a lot of people that don't go to school, right? Sure. But I, I was just talking about like, as far as meeting people, like where did I meet people growing yeah, yeah. up? And like school was always that one constant up until graduation of college, you know? Yeah. And then it became the workplace. Cause I'm thinking about like, like, how do you make friends as an adult? You know, when you're growing up, you make friends in school. When you're in your thirties, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, especially de- like depending on what your work, what your career path is too. Sure. Absolutely. Um, like, I feel like now in my thirties, I don't really meet too many new mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, so like, if I go to a birthday party, obviously there's going to be a bunch of people I don't, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Seattle, everyone kind of knows mm. everyone somehow or of mm-hmm. these people and so that that makes it a little bit tricky you know I hear everyone say all the time like oh Seattle is such a small city everyone knows everyone you know but like we also have a lot of transplants and there are a, there are a lot of new people in the city yeah so I, don't know, I think there's opportunity out there but like for me dating I can only compare it to like making friends as an adult. And I know making friends as an adult is hard, let alone trying to find a life partner. So yeah, I can only imagine how hard dating is. Sorry. Why are you giving me a blank you, stare? Well, it's funny because <laughs> we're just like, I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to burst your bubble. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I do think it's tough. Dating apps have definitely made people more accessible do you like Um, dating apps yes and no because i don't really go out as much anymore Uh uh-huh um in the places i do go out to like i don't really meet too many new people or find anybody of interest right so it does make it easy especially when i'm like really busy or if i'm on a break you can just like kind of swipe or whatever Mm -hmm. but the genuineness of like someone's character it's oh yeah like it's kind of flawed you know yeah the same thing as instagram you want to put your best pictures up you want to put your best quotes your best statements yeah so that way you're like you're painting this kind of picture right mm-hmm. but i'm like deep down we know you can't cook fuck i also don't know if i i mean like the idea that you're just simply saying yes or no or swiping left or right on someone just based on their picture and a few words on their profile yeah which doesn't say a lot to like I don't know how much that says about like true compatibility yeah I mean it's, in a sense that also is the same way uh same thing like meeting someone in person right initially you talk to someone mostly because you find them attractive or sure. and it could be physical um or it just could be your like just your interaction right mm. and the problem that I have with dating apps this is probably the only problem probably the, the biggest problem. sorry not the only problem this is probably <laughs> the biggest problem uh-huh. uh, it's the paradox of choice, right? Like there's so many different options mm-hmm. that when do you just stop, mm-hmm. you know? Because I remember when I first started a dating app, it was like 2014. Someone just told me about Tinder. I was like, man, let me check this out. And I was like, match, 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 match. And there's this whole fucking list. I'm like, 
yo, let's just fucking go on dates. Did you go on a lot at first? I think so. I don't remember. Was that a lot? I'm like, sound like such a new, but like, was that scary? Like meeting with a complete stranger from this dating app? No. I feel like it would be um, for women or females, it would be a little scarier. Possibly. You know, just because it's like, is this guy who he really says he is? He yeah. should be a complete creep. And just not know. Okay. All right. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I think. I know was, I would be nervous and scared. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really scared. It's different for it us was, women. Yeah. It was just more. It just took a lot of energy that I don't have. Well, it did you takes feel a like, lot. It takes I mean, a lot to try to get to know people. Oh, gosh. I can only imagine. You know what's something that I always say I would try if I were single Mm -hmm. speed dating no I'm good (laughs) (laughs) might be done in like I don't know how long speed dating takes but like you'd be done in like half an hour you'd be done in an hour like how many people you meet it's like it's almost like dating apps but in real life in person face to face you know what's there's no difference that's true but you actually get to like have one-on-one interaction with them versus just like words on a screen so don't knock it till you try it. So when it came to when it comes to dating apps, I don't really do much texting. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm just straight. I'm pretty much straightforward. Like, hey, uh, like I don't. I'm horrible at messaging. Yeah. Like I'm. I am really, really fucking bad at messaging. I'll do really good at the very beginning. Uh huh. You know, I'll message back and forth, whatever. But I'm I'm extremely responsive. But um, when it comes to like messaging in general i'm like no fuck that let's let's just meet up like why are we okay why are we asking all these questions now like let's just go grab lunch grab drinks grab dinner whatever like if you're whatever whatever you're comfortable with like let's just meet okay. in person okay so say you match with like i don't know four women mm-hmm. and you're having conversations with them okay do you feel inclined to go on a date with all of them yes you answer that pretty quickly yes i it's, it's simple Damn. Cause like in, in my shoes as a woman, if I match with four guys, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be inclined to be like, okay, I'm going to go out and date with all of them. Or like, I'm going to try to go on a date with all of them. Yeah. I would be answering them. I would be asking them questions and like seeing if I can narrow it down or like, okay, do I actually have some kind of connection with, with any of them before I decide to go on a date? Me, if I match with someone does not which I does think, not mean I'm going to go on a date with you. Which I think I, I think <laughs> it's a good idea, but personally, I can't build a connection through messages. Sure. Like I build a connection through a like phone call, <laughs> actual interaction. No. So one girl tried to call me. Uh-huh. Right. I forgot when this was, but anyways, oh I'm gosh. at work, and then yeah. messaging. I don't know where she's like. Huh. She just calls and she goes, "I want to talk to you." It's like, uh, okay. Uh huh. What's up? And she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm about to work out. Like, I just told you this. Was it weird? And, and it just got really fucking awkward. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, I kind of, we already just, we've been messaging for a good 20 minutes. Yeah. Like I already told you what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the questions you wanted to ask, we can really just ask by going uh, Kind of cringe. Like, because I know in this day and age with texting being, I feel like one of the f- main form of um, communication, like people are scared of phone calls. I think people are just scared of phone calls in general. Well, yeah, in general. I don't think this day, this day and age, I think a lot of people oh. do not like being on the phone. We had just like in general, like a lot of people do not talk on the phone anymore. Um, okay, so backtracking a little. So what does 
what does dating look like in this day and age? Because, well, because I don't know, I've heard about people like they're dating around, but they're not exactly exclusive with someone. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm out of the dating scene, barely even jumped into it. So what does dating look like these days? I wish I could tell you. I honestly wish I could tell you. I'm as confused as you are. I mean, is it like a, an unspoken, like people know that unless you have the talk, unless you have a fit, you're official that people are just expecting others to be talking to multiple people. I don't fucking know. Honestly, I don't, <laughs> Shit. I, I really don't fucking know. So like, if we break it down, going from starting with the imposter, you made it clear to her that you're like, I want I want to yeah. lock you down. I made it clear. But some shit hit the fan. Yeah. I was like, no, not even lucky. So I didn't even really lock her down. I just said, I'm deleting my apps. I'm going to focus on you. Uh-huh. Okay. And I don't know when she deleted it. I think she told me she deleted it, but uh, I think like a week after I told her, but I mean, that was my way of saying like, okay, well, I'm really just trying to focus on you. Uh-huh. And, and to me that that's like dating, right? That's a form of dating. The teacher. That's almost like, I want to, like, I'm exclusive or like, I want to be exclusive. No? Um, I'll speak it for myself. I don't speak for anybody else other than myself. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you can do whatever you want. Like, I'm just focusing on you. And mm-hmm. I think I made it clear. And I do this a lot with a lot of the women that I, that I do really want to date. I'm like, if you want to go do something, if you really want to date other people, go ahead and do your thing. If you do something with them, just let me know. So that way I know what I want to do. Right. Because I, I do feel like that, you know, with people that do go on dates with multiple people, shit happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not upset about it. Like you're free to do whatever you want, but I just want to know. So I know whether I want to stick around for it or not. Damn. Uh And so do I think that it's okay to date multiple people? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think that going on dates means that you're dating them? No. Mm -hmm. So if I'm dating someone, I personally believe that I'm just focusing on that person. Nobody else. Right. If I'm dating, like going on dates, I don't really have anybody in particular. I'm just bouncing around here and there, right? Mm. And I think that there are a lot of people that are just caught up with having the options available so that way they don't miss out on the right opportunity that Mm. it kind of just skews everybody's mindset with what their idea of like finding love is actually like, right? Mm -hmm. So when it came to the teacher, um, same thing, I, I was off my apps, I didn't really, I didn't talk to anybody else. But and you let I, that be known. I let that be known. And I also told her, like, you can do whatever you want. But I didn't consider that dating. You were just going on dates with her. No, we didn't go on any oh, dates. Like, okay. we just, see, I just go to her place and we just chill. I cooked dinner a couple of times and that was about it, really. Because like my work schedule was, well, no, this is oh, okay. post- this was when things were starting to open up. Okay. Wait, when the fuck was this actually? Yeah, I guess things were, yeah, things were starting to open up again. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, with her, like my work schedule was so hectic that I would be at her place by like 10 or 11. And we mm-hmm. couldn't really do anything. <laughs> you know, we couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? And so, uh, <laughs> and so, 
so yeah we didn't really go out on a date she had her own stuff going on over the weekends during the weekdays we couldn't really hang out because she worked really early i worked really early and she she lived far from seattle she lived in maple valley and then um the next person was tricky uh hawaii mm-hmm. she was tricky because i we really weren't dating you know but we did a lot of stuff that couples do okay like it you was, went on dates uh I mean, we didn't really go on, I wouldn't consider them dates, you know, but like, I'm not going to take random people out to lunch or dinner. Right. Um, unless I really care about them. I'm not like we would go out to get drinks, just me and her. So it, it was kind of like we were, it was kind of like we were dating, even though I said like, I'm not ready to date, but, uh-huh. but I think, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's just dating. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Sounds dating confusing. is just, dating just is fucking confusing. Sounds I know confusing I'm ready like to date, I, but I think like it was said, fucking confusing. I'm so glad I'm not dating. Yeah. It's just hard to know where where people's head um where people's mindset is really at, you know? Yeah. Because people can play it off like, oh, it doesn't, it's not really a big deal. Like me and her actually had a talk about the whole situation. And she said like she was down, you know. If I were to just tell her that we're dating, like we would be, everything would have been fine. Having the talk. Yeah, having the talk. And but, moving to towards the next step. Yeah, towards the next step, exactly. Or next level um, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And so for me, I wasn't in the right headspace at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just tricky knowing like whether someone's genuine about their feelings. Because like there are times I, I thought she didn't really like me. You know, I thought this was just like, oh. She just wanted a boyfriend or someone to be with. You just enjoy someone's company. Mm. Uh, mostly, I thought that mostly because like I was really busy. I was always doing shit. And I wasn't able to really spend too much time with her. You know, mm-hmm. I felt bad for it. But mm-hmm. it made me think like, what do, what could you really like about me? If I'm mm-hmm. not really able to give you all of me. Mm-hmm. You know? um well it didn't even sound you see you guys were not even dating and so it's like how could you even explore that if you guys weren't even like dating yeah it's you know know. it's almost like you it's almost like the relationship wasn't even really given a chance to begin with um and I don't know I could I could be wrong I don't but I mean I don't know I, I think it just depends on what how you perceive like the whole giving a chance to be right so like I said, we really did everything that couples would do, mm-hmm. but we just didn't, there was no title. There was no saying we were dating. There was really nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Damn. I don't know. Sounds like a tricky, a tricky dating world out there. So if we were to just go back on like, just thinking about what dating really means, even though like, to me, it does seem kind of confusing realizing whether you are dating or not. It should be simple. It should be really simple. But I just say it's confusing because you really don't know what people are thinking nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like people just aren't honest with how they really feel. But, you know, I think when you're ready to devote your time to just one person. Or if you're monogamous. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for people that are monogamous. If you feel like you're ready to just devote your time to that one person. Mm-hmm. And seeing what seeing whether you guys can get to that next level. Like that's when I think you're, you're really dating, you know, versus going on dates where you're still just trying to get to know each other. Got it. So like actually establishing with your partner, 
via EUR exclusive. Yeah. Is it, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I thought dating was like, I might be talking to a couple of guys or a few guys. I don't know. So and that, just like seeing what my options are. So I think that's dating, but you're not dating someone. Okay. Right. Okay. Cause like, if I go on a, like, let's say there's five girls mm-hmm. and if I go on a date or two with all five of them, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm dating them. Yeah. I went but on a date. I went on a dating. date with them. Okay. Right. So if I'm dating someone, I am devoting my time to that one person. I wonder if it's just me because like, I'm a complete stranger to this, <laughs> you know, I, like, is this common sense with people? Do you think it's common sense or do people just have to have like really good communication with each other? Oh no, I feel like I'm really, (laughs) I've had the, I've had a lot of people tell me that I've had commitment issues. I had, I'm worrying about options or, um, or I'm too centered around what I've got going on Mm -hmm. to be able to devote my time to someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think the people that do speak on like what they know about me, they think that, um, it should be simple. And for me, there are some, like, there are red flags that, you know, I really have to sit back and think about and red flags of you. Well, yeah, probably. (laughs) So now, (laughs) now that I (laughs) do some self-reflection. So actually what I realized though, the reason why, why to me, it's really difficult when it shouldn't be is that, you know, this already, like I like to solve problems on my own. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't really ask for help. Uh-huh. Right? So with Hawaii, I was trying to figure out like, how do I make this work? How can, how yeah. can like her lifestyle, my lifestyle mesh, mesh mm-hmm. well, and we can become a unit. Right. I didn't tell her any of this shit because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure it out on my own. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I was able to communicate that and, and at least let her know, like, Hey, I've got some shit I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need your help. Yeah. This is what I'm dealing with. And it's really up to you if you want to help me. Yeah. And that that is where communication does come into play, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like people are so worried about hiding their, their, and this is what I'm going to call baggage, like their own issues, right? Like I do think yeah. that's baggage, right? Yeah. Um, that's where I feel like people want to hide that so much because they're worried about what the other person is going to say, right? Mm-hmm. And then when shit hits the fan, everybody's like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Where the fuck did this shit come from? Mm-hmm. But if you're able to express that and open up about it at the very beginning, you know, yeah. that at least gives the person a chance at the very beginning to think like, oh, well, is it really that big of a deal? Is it too much for me to handle? Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're putting them in a, I don't think you're cornering them. I think if they're mature enough, they can realize like, oh, wow, this person really opened up to me, wants to be straightforward and mm-hmm. they're vulnerable enough to let me in. Mm-hmm. And maybe I am a good fit for this person. Yeah. yeah. But you never gave them the chance because you never opened up. They never knew what you were thinking. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. You're talking about Hawaii still. Yeah. 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 Well, when you talk about how you are the type of person who wants to fix your own problems, but when, if it's, some, when it's something like that, like a partnership, and it's like there's someone other and there's some other person involved. It's not on you. It's not on one person to solve this problem. That's how, how am I going to make this work? Cause it's really, how are we going to make this work? 
For sure. But you never expressed that. And so she had no way of knowing what you were thinking. Mm -hmm. And so it like, it fell short. Would you say? Yeah. You you didn't know what to do. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think that, um, you know, it took me a long time to realize. And I realized it just because of how we work with the podcast, you know, and just everything in general. Like I don't really Mm -hmm. ask for, I I don't really ask for help. And that's just kind of how I've been my whole life. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's, something I realize, and I think that, uh, you know, moving forward, I think that's one thing that's important when dating in your thirties, you know, realizing that a lot of people have shit from their past that is mentally like draining them, you know, and a lot of people are afraid to open up about it. Yeah. And you got to understand, like, if you're really trying to build something with someone, Mm -hmm. if they're the right person, they're going to be there for you. Yeah. But you have to be willing to communicate that. Yep. And I'm seeing a theme with like this topic of relationship is just like open communication is key. Mm-hmm. Like all the way around from like starting a relationship to making the con- like making the relationship work if issues do come up, you know? Yeah. Not, not sweeping, even- like not sweeping things under the rug if an issue were to come up and like actually solving them. For sure. And I wouldn't even say starting a relationship because like, it could be the same thing as people that just are looking for friends with benefits. Right. Uh-huh. Because if you don't have that conversation, if mm-hmm. you don't communicate it, you know, one yeah. person might think like, Oh my God, I'm about to marry this person in a month. And this other person's like <laughs> next on my list. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's communication across the board is really, really important. So important. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I always said there's like this, the famous quote of like, love is all you need. <laughs> Have you heard of that quote? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I don't believe that. But you go haven't? ahead. Okay, same here. Well, just like, I don't know, growing up, you know, these like silly quotes, like love is all you need. I'm like, no, love is not all you need. You need so much more to make a relationship Hell work. No. Like communication and trust, respect. Yeah, I mean, like the list goes on, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> anyways, love is all. That is that is hilarious. That's hilarious. I don't know. I think yeah, dating is definitely different. It's not like, I mean, I guess AIM days were kind of the same. You know, you meet people up that you meet on AIM, but oh my gosh, yeah, all this talk, and I forget to mention that like my husband and I, and I know we were so young at this time, and this sounds crazy but I met my husband on AIM for those who don't know AOL instant messenger like back in 2002 so it was like fairly new at the time yeah I met my husband on AIM oh so yeah you online dated too (laughs) I online dated too I'm like (laughs) OG (laughs) for real for real do you remember like ASL yeah I was like the moment (laughs) that I the moment I saw an M I'm like fuck because you couldn't tell from their screen name what the fuck big booty 206 yeah oh my god